Hey everyone, in this chapter I sit down with Pierre, which is a very interesting take on what a racer in the Formula One goes through, but more so on the human element and the mindset and the mentality. I hope you see a different side to him and I hope you enjoy it. And if you'd like to see the video version, you can find it on my YouTube channel. Enjoy. Hey Pierre. Hey, you good? I'm good. And I'll start with uh, how are you really doing? Um, I must say I'm feeling amazing. Uh, That's good. I'm feeling like I have good energy. Um, I'm positive. I'm happy uh, in my life. And uh, yeah, just uh, just want to go racing. Why would you you feel especially now that you are? Because you said a lot of good words. Yeah. Why at this moment you feel all of these words together? Well, I think I'm kind of positive person in general, uh, optimistic. And um, yeah, I have, um, I, I had some time for myself over the winter to like prepare myself uh, physically, mentally. Um, I'm in a pretty happy place in my personal life right now. And, um, and also professionally, I'm uh, enjoying what I'm doing. So uh, yeah, it's just a pretty good time of my life. So who are you? I think that's important. So we don't, <laughs> we don't skip it. So people understand. Yeah. So I'm Pierre Gasly and I'm 24 years old, coming from uh, France. Um, and I'm Formula One driver for Scuderia Alfa Tari. Um, yeah, starting hopefully soon my third season in, uh, in Formula One. And uh, yeah, that's about it. I drive fast cars as fast as I can. Pierre, you you apparently you have to correct any information that I have wrong. Yeah. So apparently you left. I heard house. you always write, so be careful to what you say. Who me? Yeah. No. <laughs> um, you you left your home at thirteen. Yeah. Is that correct? Yeah. Can you can you explain why and and how was that? But we'll start with why would you leave at thirteen? So yeah, I, I started motorsport when I was uh, karting when I was six years old, and uh, of course. As a kid, you, I dreamed about Formula One, but it's still like super far, you know, at that age is just watching at that time, Michael Schumacher winning uh, Formula One races every weekend and spreading champagne. And um, I had to push my parents to get me into karting because um, I have four brothers, three raced, and then you would cost a lot of money. So they were like, play football is better, you know, and I played football and I loved it, but I really wanted to compete in karting and at nine years old I told them okay what do I need to do to be Formula One driver and uh, they were like oh this kid like why is he so much into motorsport and they offered me my first kart when I was eight I started competition at nine and from that moment I thought okay if I want to put the best chances in my, on my side I need to commit 100% and do all the sacrifices that are needed and when I was 13, the federation came to see, see me. I was part of the French team. And they said, okay, we are opening this school, um, which is yeah, three hours away from my home, only for drivers to basically um, give them the environment they need to maybe become a professional driver. So do you want to go? And my parents told me, okay, it's your decision. We want you to stay home because you're 13 and I'm the last kid. And uh, I thought, okay, either I commit 100% to this sport and try all my chances to get to Formula One, or either there is no point to do it. And uh, yeah, I didn't think twice. I just 
say, okay, I go there. And uh, yeah, I put all the chances on my side. It's interesting that that from a very young age you had that, because most kids would be scared, I would say. I don't know if you were scared, but most kids, I think the, the fear will be bigger than the desire. Yeah. Because they want to be comfortable. The house is a comfortable place, a safe, yeah. safe environment. Exactly. I, I, you have your family, you know, you have your own room, you have all your friends. Um, at that time I was in college and I had all my friends there. Um, but I've always been obsessed with my targets. I'm a super competitive guy and when I do something I need to win and I need to achieve my goal. And really early, my goal was always to be world champion in Formula One. And, um, and that's, why, that's why when I was 13, I said, okay, now I have an opportunity either I'm fully committed to this, to this target and that's what I want. Um, or either I don't do it because I'm like this. Mm. Uh, I either don't do things at all or if I do, the, if I do them, I just... Do it right. Yeah. Do mm. like everything I can to But to it's interesting it that from a young age you had very clear idea because most people are lost till they're maybe 30, 40. They, yeah. don't, they don't exactly know <laughs> I, what to I do. I feel quite lucky in this because um, really early in my life I understood where I want to be in. Of course, there are many things you want and a lot of people want a lot of things, but sometimes they don't really commit enough to make things happen. Mm. And, uh, and that's why I always tell, like when I meet young guys, like just follow your dreams, just try everything. Maybe it works, maybe it doesn't, but at least if you really want it, just try as hard as you can. Because if you just say, I want this and okay, I'll do this one day and then the other day I forget it and... I'll try again. Then another yeah. one will, will do more things to get there. So Correct. that's why I always thought, okay, if you do something, uh, if it's clear in your mind what you want, whether it's in sport or even in business or, or in many different situations, after it's just about commitment and dedication mm. uh, in, what you, in what you do. And of course, some days I was 13, I went in this school that was... Not great because it was like old uh, castle with cold shower and uh, I, I, I have like great memories uh, from these days but it was quite uh, like a bit uh, old school yeah. and um, but in the end uh, I will do it every single time if I had to do it again because I think it's just kind of mentality that I had straight away from the beginning that okay I go flat out and I try to uh, achieve my goal. But how was your childhood overall? When I ask this question, what feeling or words come to you? Um, I, I loved every single moment and I still feel like even I'm 24 now, it's still like chi childhood time for me. So, I mean, I think it was kind of special, of course, when you're like racing driver and Especially when it gets really professional, there is a, a certain lifestyle you need to have, you know, especially if you want to be competitive. So compared to my friends, I always saw my friends having some, some kind of uh, behaviors of la or lifestyle that I, I could not have at the time. Because if you're an athlete, uh, you can't go partying, you know, every single weekend, you can't drink, you, you can't eat fast food every month or every week uh, mm. or whatever. So you need to be quite strict. But at the same time, all the stuff that I've seen in my life, already like really young, at 13 years old, I will travel the world to race, see different countries, see different culture, 
um, meet people from all over the world and then it just kind of gives you also it shows you different things from the world compared to my friend that stayed home uh, in one place yeah in one place and and maybe they think like that's the world you know everything is like this but actually you see a lot a lot of places with a lot, a lot less uh, money or people in a lot more difficulties or places with a lot more money and you see that ah, actually it's possible to get this and you see a lot of different things and um, and this is the sport that showed me all the things and mm. also uh, kind of taught me a certain mindset uh, to have in my li- life and, and certain lifestyle that probably I would have not uh, understood if I if I wasn't in the sport. So. Do you think it uh, this career choice that started before 13 and then at 13, I would say is a milestone. Do you think um, you feel like you missed out? Like, oh, I wish I was just a kid playing video games and partying every week or? No, because what I like racing for me gives me so much more pleasure and, and joy than any other things. Mm. So I will, I will not change for anything because I, I don't feel I've missed out. I've still manage to enjoy but you just need to you just need to understand when is the right time so of course our season starts from february till december and during that period you need to be like super super strict of course during your off time uh, you can you can enjoy a bit more it's not like you can go crazy but you can still enjoy so i don't feel i've missed that much um i've still enjoyed my childhood maybe not as much as others but then what is enjoying you know my enjoyable part for me is when i go on the track and i get to compete mm. against the best drivers and travel the world and go racing like i don't know italy or in come here in dubai and then australia and all these things and that's when i really enjoy my life yeah. i'm going to talk about f1 but not in a typical way i don't want to talk about the technical and your titles or none of that, right? I want to talk more about what I personally find extremely interesting is the psyche, the psychology and the mindset. I think that's very important. So the first point on on that is I want to know why do you think you have this mindset that your brothers didn't become professional, if I'm assuming correct, right? Yeah. You're the one who tried. Yeah. (laughs) So you became professional. Now, why did Pierre become professional? And what created this killer instinct, you want to call it, or winning mentality? Where did it come from? I, th- I think that it's difficult because for, for me, I just like behave naturally. But um, I will say maybe you have, like, I'm super competitive in everything I do. So if right now, I don't know, we go play ping pong. I want to beat you like 100%. I, I, I'll play my life just to beat you or yeah. whoever is, is in this room. And, and it was like this from like really young age. I will play with my brother because I'm the youngest one. They are like 10, 15 years older than me. And whatever I will do with them, I will need to beat them. I started with uh, Mario Kart. So I will play like with them and, and just I just need to... Uh, I'm driven with the victory feeling and, um, and the competition. The so. problem with Mario Kart is in F1, you don't have bananas. To no, play. exactly. <laughs> <laughs> But I, I, I started to train really young with that, with Mario Kart. And do you think because you are the younger brother, you always felt you need to prove yourself to your elder brothers? Uh, I never felt like I wanted to, I needed to prove something. I just wanted to beat them in everything we would But do that's together. proving, right? If you beat them, like the younger yeah. brother beat me, yeah. you know? Yeah, but it's not to prove, it's just for my own satis- satisfaction. Mm. So 
even with my friends, now that they'll get pissed, like if we play something together, because I get so competitive that they say, I have a, whatever we do with Pierre, he needs to find a way like to win or to fight us to, to win. So I think that's something that I had like since really young age and really like pushed me to always do better and saying, okay, now I have this level, it's a good level, but how can I get better? Where can I improve myself or how can I work to get stronger and in these areas and these areas and and still still now I'm always thinking, okay, I've achieved this but I wanna achieve way more. So yeah. what do I need to do to improve myself and your current team is Alphatari. Okay. And uh, from my very basic knowledge of uh, Netflix and yeah. F1, <laughs> I've been following generally your story and many other people's stories, right? And um, even when I read articles, it would say um, Pierre was demoted from Red Bull Racing to your current team, or he failed in Red Bull and he uh, now he's in this uh, other team. What do you think about all of these statements? Do you see it that way? Well, I think people speak a lot without knowing everything. Mm. You know, it's uh, it's part of the sport. I think everybody is free to talk with the give the informations. Um, you get in the media, but thing nowadays um, you have so many informations, but it, it's difficult to deal with them. I, I've been in the situation, so I've seen everything from inside, and there are so many things that hasn't been said, um, and that I think should stay private between the team and myself. But of course, I know exactly what happened every single weekend. I know what was right, I know what was wrong, but I don't think it should be in the media because the problem is not there and it's not going to be fixed there. So, uh, of course, I've seen like a lot of bullshit going in the media and a lot of people talking nonsense because they will know like 5% about, uh, of the situation I was in. But what can I do about it? Like nothing. And this is not going to change my approach. It's not going to change my mentality. And I've always managed to use like negativity or negative people to turn that energy into something positive and, and just prove them wrong in the end. So, um, of course, there were a lot of people like supporting me and, and understanding that there was something wrong because in my career, I've been fast every single year, only these six months last year uh, where it wasn't. And I, I know the I know the reasons. I'm, I'm not going to come out with the reasons and I think it should stay confidential. Um, I'm a Red Bull driver and I'm still... Like I'm grateful for everything they've done in my career, but I we know we both know the reasons why it mm -hmm. didn't work, and um, and that's why I was happy to perform the second part of the season and and get the podium in Brazil, to show also that well things, you know you don't forget how to drive or don't learn how to drive in three weeks. I haven't changed my approach. I've kept pushing, and things uh, worked out uh, the way it should have worked out earlier. I respect that you said there are certain things that should be between you and the team. Mm. I believe uh, we live in a world that unfortunately too much is exposed. It's kind of like a house, your family. Yeah. If you have a family problem, you don't go tell all the neighbors, by the way, today, today we had a big, <laughs> big problem. You know, you try to no, solve it that. in your house. I mean, it's, it's not going to change anything and it, and it will not be professional from myself to do it. And I know it. After, of course, when I see things, when people don't know what they do, they imagine, they think, oh, okay, this happened, but based on what? Assuming. Uh, based, yeah. based on nothing. I have, this guy said that and I've seen that. Yeah, but you, you don't know anything about the, 
the situation. But it's part also of media, you know, they need to create stories, they need to, to feed people with stories. And I've seen a lot of like fake news and, and things that were not like, not really fair. Um, but then, you know, like since I'm young, how many people I heard uh, telling me there are 20, 20 drivers in Formula One in the whole world. And exactly. You, you think you're going to make it there? I told them, yes. I'm going to make it there. I'm going to show you that I'm going to make it there. Yeah, yeah, no chance. And then now these people, I'm actually really happy to meet them in the street and say, so what's up now? <laughs> like, yeah. you know, it's people struggle to accept um, other people's success. Either they're jealous or, or, or they struggle to accept that, you know, that's a mentality some have. But um, after you just need to push yourself and... and you know, if I see someone having success in all the sports, or even in my sport, um, I have many friends, I have grow, grew up with Charles, and when I see him, what he's achieving now, I'm super happy for him, because I know the sacrifices he's done to, to make it there. Mm. Um, but I think, generally, it's, it's important to push people towards their goal, whatever it is. Even if it's really hard, even you think it's... I, I, I don't think there's anything impossible. As long as you you push yourself to the maximum to make it, mm -hmm. um, but I, yeah, I think that's the uh, the mentality. I've, I'll I'll tell you why I also asked the first question. Not only to deny how people will see your situation or your story. What I found more interesting is when you change teams, you quickly bounce back. Although we know in your sport or in football that in professional sports. The, the confidence and mentality is what makes the difference. Yeah, yeah. Because everybody's skilled. We, there are, if we everybody. go step outside, there's so many good footballers yeah. around, right? You go well, to in Brazil. F1, in F1, everybody's skilled. Like, yeah, all of them are good drivers. Talented. Yeah. But what makes the difference is confidence, let's say, or the mentality. You quickly bounce back. So my question is, some people take a year maybe to build back. Even in front of the media, they look fine. When they're alone in the car, I'm pretty sure they have that 1% of insecurity that can, can make them lose, yeah. right? So how, how, in your mind, how did you quickly bounce back to get back to a winning mentality? Because it wasn't easy. Because, okay, watching it on Netflix, I see it more dramatically. But yeah. everything is against you. You're competing. Your teammate is doing much better. And you're like, how, how, where is my mojo? Where is my magic? Thing is, I, I told you, I knew the reasons. I, I know every single weekend the reasons why we were not competitive or the reasons why we were competitive. So that's why when I bounced back, I knew, okay, this didn't work there because of this. And actually the situation I'm in now, I'm not going to face the similar issues, let's say, oh. or similar problems. And uh, yeah, I knew I, I knew I would be competitive again. I was competitive the first year with Toro Rosso. That's why... I got promoted to Red Bull, um, and then going back there, I knew I will get, I will be in a similar situation. So um, I was quite confident. Okay, if I just focus on myself and just cut all the the trash talk and all the negative the negativity around me, just focus on myself, trying to extract the the maximum from me, uh, it will be fine. And uh, of course, I I didn't expect to be on the podium. Uh, we start also because you know at that time they had two podiums in 15 years, kind of midfield midfield uh, team. So it doesn't happen really often. 
um, and then yeah to, to to get it in Brazil and, and be like the the youngest French driver on the on the podium was a uh, uh, something quite special. I'm sure. Yeah, I'm sure. Um, more so, the the question for me is the something that can probably apply to different sports, even to business, right? Now, uh, you have a girlfriend. I get it. Yeah. Right. So you have a serious relationship. Yeah. My question is, if you are disciplined in your professional side, so training, eating well, sleeping well, right? Doing that. But then you have the personal side, which is love or family, things that are on the emotional or softer yeah. side. Do you believe that in professional world, world, whether it's at work as a corporate person or as a footballer or as a racer, do you think it's really important to have, let's call it, love stability does it help the the professional side um i think this really depends on the person some people will tell you yes i need it some others will say no i don't need it some will say uh it's a distraction or but some people say, say looking no for looking for girls every week and partying <laughs> is a distraction yeah exactly you, know? you need to i think what's important is just understand what's what's good for yourself and uh, I know what's good for me. I'm not going to tell my friend, you should do like me. Because mm. he is someone different. And, and same, what he's doing maybe works for him, but doesn't work for me. And maybe it does. So I think it's important to try and just based on your feelings, okay, now I know that I'm feeling in a happy place in my life and that's the balance I need. Um, I need to have also my personal life next to my kind of F1 life and sometimes disconnect from it because it's really intense. Um, and some people will tell you, no, I don't need girl. I want to party and, <laughs> and have many girls, you know, yeah. like, why not do, do whatever you like. Um, and yeah, I don't think there is one. So for you, this is, this is healthy. You would say to have a stable and love relationship, whether it's with your family or a girlfriend plus your training. I think it's important as long as the family and, and the girlfriend really commit hundred percent, um, to your story, which is difficult, you know. I, mm. I, when I started with my girlfriend, I explained, okay, that's the life I have. I travel 260 days a year. I take hundred over like 100 flights a year. I'm, I'm not going to be the guy that's going to be next to you like every single morning. <laughs> yeah. and, 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 you know, even if I would like to do it, that's not possible. So yeah. it's kind of difficult and difficult to find someone that accepts that routine. And, and even, you know, when you were going to wake up next to me, I'll be going running and then for lunch, we're going to have like this type of food and I'm not going to bring you to like this kind of restaurants every, every single night. So it's kind of strict, but I think, you know, like love is stronger than that. If you really want to be with someone, then uh, you, you should be willing to take some sacrifices. But uh, I must say as a, as a Formula One driver, that's, for the girlfriends uh, or the wives, it's very, very difficult uh, job to uh, accept and, and follow uh, that kind of, uh, of lifestyle. I can imagine. I think a lot of women uh, will run after you for the idea. That oh, is great. Good looking guy. But if they try it, it's not, that it's not as exactly. <laughs> I, I told like, I don't know how many times my girlfriend is. I don't know. You, I don't know how you do it because I, I will not be able to do it. I will it's not be able to wait or I will not be able to like just, uh, it's, 
it's tough, but uh, well, that's that's why I have a, a lot of respect for for her. They say that if you want to have a really good partner, they need to be your number one fan. Like they should really love what you do. What you do. Like yeah, they really see and they they'll watch you. They'll follow your news and they want yeah, you to do well. You know, to do well. Yeah, that's. I think that's uh, that's the case on 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 my side. And uh, good, good. You don't find many many girls that like. Formula One, actually, you know, it's uh, with Netflix now, more, maybe, more yeah, maybe, <laughs> maybe more and more, but uh, it, it's not so many of them are into it, correct, uh, or get it, maybe, yeah, mm. exactly. But uh, no, it's uh, believe me, being a, a Formula One uh, driver girlfriend is is not an easy job, yeah. Man, even me as a guy, I didn't know much about Formula One until it became, and I think that's why shows like this or documentaries or movies. They give you so much insight. And you said something so interesting before the interview. You said, Anas, we, we sit in cars with helmets. People yeah. don't connect to the human side of us. Yeah. So these show, shows show the human. Yeah, yeah. That there is a funny guy, there's a serious guy, you know, different characters that they're exactly. like, okay, I like this one. But what's difficult as well is uh, we get TV time straight after we get out of the car. So you have a lot of emotions. You know, you drive, maybe you have a good race, maybe you have a bad race. Maybe someone crashed into you. You know, I, when I get out of the car, 30 seconds after I'm in front of a mic, sometimes I don't have my straight ideas. You know, if someone just crashed into me, I'm going to be pissed off and maybe the words that come out. But that's what they want. Yeah, <laughs> they that's want what you they fresh. want. <laughs> but the, the, the guy behind his TV and seeing, oh, yeah, why is he shouting? It doesn't really show the your true, true personality and true character. And I think it's something Netflix managed to bring. Uh, a bit more in in their show, which is which is better because people see okay, uh, number ten uh, is a nice helmet, but then doesn't really know who is behind, uh, always yeah. driving that car. So I think it's uh, it's pretty good from them. Pierre, what makes you happy? What makes me happy when I win? That what makes me happy. But um, yeah, of course, like competition, driving F1 cars, which are the fastest car in the world, and being on like. The, the pinnacle of motorsport. You know, mm. when I do something, I was little actually. So when I started karting, I played football at the same time. So I started football at five until 11. Then I started karting at six. So I was doing the two at the same time. And already when I was young, I was playing in the best, the first team in football, but I was missing some training because I was going karting and uh, the, the manager didn't like it. So. One day I arrive on Sunday and the guy said, "Okay, Pierre, you are going too much. You are going to the karting practice too much. Not enough with us. So this Sunday you play with the B team." Mm. And I told him, "I said, okay, I'm leaving. I'm from it. I'm I'm not doing this to to play in the B team. It's either I do it um, with the best one because I want to fight with the best, or and for me it was a clear message. Okay, now it's time to decide whether I go that direction or that direction." Mm. And um, I think that's what makes me happy when I feel okay. I'm at the top of the league fighting against the best. And now it's up to me to deliver the best of myself to, to beat these guys. Which so, position did you play? Uh, I was on the, on the right, midfield Wing? right. So I was running a lot. Yeah, wingman. Yeah, so. I used to play, but I had a lot of surgeries. So. Yeah. But I still play. I, I mean, I love, I love football. Mm. Uh, try to. It's tricky though, man. Like, it's, it's a very risky. Like I don't, I stopped playing even for fun. 
Yeah. Because you get yeah. injured, you can't do anything in yeah. your life. It's tough the on the body. The good thing with me is when I play my with my friends, they know I can't get injured. Ah, so, so when I have easy. the ball, they, they, yeah, they <laughs> just like they give me space. So like this, yeah. I can just go through and then. What are down. you? Uh, what are you afraid of? What I'm afraid of. I don't like snakes. Mm. I don't. I don't, I don't either. Like, yeah. yeah. I'm with you in that. <laughs> Um, and generally in life, what what would fear be to you? Um, you know, I was I don't know why as a kid I was always afraid to die before to make it to Formula One because that was like you know one of my targets is to be in F1 and then to be world champion in F1 and I was always I don't know flying and I wasn't so safe like I, I didn't feel so safe in planes. Mm. I will be always like I ah, if I crash now I didn't make it to F1 and that's that's not possible. And then now I still feel this with like a world championship. I just want to be like world champion and I, I just want to have my time and the opportunity to to uh, to do it. Um, but then otherwise no I'm not really afraid. I, I was a bit afraid of heights. But then I, I did skydiving and after that I was like, okay, that's fine. Um, but yes, yeah, snakes, no, snakes are not really <laughs> my thing. Yeah. Okay, when was the last time you did something for the first time? Today. Wow, nice. <laughs> what did you do? I did this like uh, like surfboards with the engine uh, foil. Was it with the thing in exactly. the remote? It's very cool, huh? I almost killed myself, but uh, <laughs> yeah, I felt. I but felt the core, that. were you okay with the core balance? That's the thing. That's the tricky part. I thought, okay, ten minutes, and I understand how it works. And no, it's uh, not honestly, easy. Yeah, it's it's, it's not like easy, new muscles that you didn't activate before, you know. Also balance, but balance in a way that is different than what I've tried before. So mm. yeah, I felt on my rib, and I could not breathe anymore. I was like in the water. And uh, it was a bit scary, yeah. Um, but yeah, in the end, it was uh, yeah first time I tried <laughs> something, and I like to discover as someone that want to explore, uh, yeah. I like to travel to new places. I like to, I don't know, just discover new things uh, because sometimes you get surprised and, and with uh, a lot of these things. So I always mm. try to learn uh, a bit, a bit uh, new things. Best moment so far in your life? Probably Brazil. When I finished uh, second, mm. um, it was my first podium in F1, and I felt like for me it was uh, also a kind of, you know, like show my pers my personality and coming back and getting that podium with a Toro Rosso car, which I think no one expected. Um, I think this like gave me joy. I felt like yeah, no, I'm I'm there. I've I've done something people didn't expect me to do and mm. uh, that's always nice and uh, of course first podium in F1 is also something I I was just uh, gonna say that's dreamt, the next stop yeah yeah dreamt about so uh, uh, yeah, it was uh, it was nice to make it up and now I need to win yes um, worst moment in your life so far worst moment uh, probably yeah when I, I last year last year I had my best moment and my worst moment in my life so um, I, I lost one of my best friends uh, in Spa. Mm. So during actually straight after I got um, changed to Red Bull to Toro Rosso. So it was my first race with the team, and uh, I, I have one of my best friends that had a crash during the r the race on Saturday. 
mm. and uh, I saw that, yes. passed, passed away um, on the track. And it was, so basically that first year when, come back to when I was 13 years old, when the Federation came to us and told all uh, French drivers, okay, we have this school uh, that you guys can go and, and we'll take care of you and put everything in place for you to become stronger as a driver. Uh, we were only three guys to go there. And uh, there was my friend Antoine, uh, who passed away last year, and another guy, Benjamin, that came. But I've always seen in him like, okay, I'm committing myself 100% to this life and to this goal to make it to Formula One. But I know he's committing as well. He's doing the same sacrifices. So I, I always knew like um, how much Antoine wanted to be in Formula One. Uh, due to the sac sacrifices he did and I grew up with him since I was 13 so we went to in, every single day we were in class together we will train together we will sleep in the same room uh, at school together um, until I was 18 so it was like a, a big uh, part of my childhood and just to to see him like uh, on tv crashing and and yeah uh, seeing him passed away like that way I, I never never imagined and uh, it was quite painful yeah that's that's very difficult and I think no matter how many people can tell you the sport that you're in is risky and that there is that chance it's, it's, it's still a shock you, you something you know you know as a, as a racer when you go I think the fastest speed I've been at is 375 you know that if something happens at that speed you you're dead, you know, like uh, there is nothing you can do. Your body cannot absorb all these energies uh, when you crash. So, but it was just tough because, um, so uh, 2017, so yeah, uh, two years before that, I've lost also my best friend from road car crash uh, accident, uh, but from my hometown. So uh, already this for me was like a massive shock and, and something quite difficult. And this was 2017. Um, we lost Jules Bianchi, the, the French driver in Formula One, um, also a couple of years before. And, and it's always a shock, you know, when you are young and Jules was kind of one of, one of my example I followed since really young, that you see people uh, achieving things and, and just going away like this without any, you're not prepared, you know, it's not like you're, you're losing your your granddad or your, your grandmother where you kind of can't get ready or you know that it's coming towards the end of their life and you can mentally get ready for it. Even if it's still difficult, you can anticipate slightly. There is just a shock, like from one day to another, you wake up and then, and then this happens and you're like, fuck. You realize how fast your life can go. Mm -hmm. um, and that's why I think also my mentality changed a bit and from thing since Jules passed away, um, I just thought, okay, you know, it's important. I enjoy every single moment in life because you never know what can happen, you know. So, um, yeah, just it, it's never, never easy times yeah, when this happens. I'm sure. Any regrets? Uh, I've told myself, like, I, I want to commit 100% because I don't want to have any regrets in my career, so... I would say professionally, I don't think so because I've always pushed 100% uh, or even more. So I, 
I always told myself, I don't want to feel like at some point in my career, I don't want to think oh, I, sh I could have done this more. Oh, I could have, I could have done that, but I didn't. Mm -hmm. And then it could have changed the, the outcome. So that's also what pushes me every day to, to push harder and harder um, and, and push me forward. Um, personally? Personally, yeah, for sure, I've done many mistakes, that's for sure. But uh, <laughs> regrets, I don't... You also learn from your mistakes, so there are things... I was actually, I was going to tell you that when you were talking about... Uh, when I, I told you if somebody calls you a failure because you were demoted... Yeah. I would have told you, in my own understanding, I don't consider anyone a failure unless they give up. So yeah. because you, cause you only win or you learn. Yeah, that's the that's it. Same same module we have uh, with uh, we have actually this quote in my in my driver room. Ah, uh, really? So, yeah, yeah nice. in my driver room we we have like a big board with uh, with this quote: either you win or you learn. And uh, and I I completely I fully agree with you because even from my younger age. You get stronger from all these mistakes you do, and um, of course there are times where you do mistakes which have bigger consequences than other times. You know, mm. so in our case, for example, you do I don't know a mistake in a test or in a practice, and it's not the consequence is pretty small. If you do it in a qualifying or in, in a race, uh, the consequence will be a lot bigger. But these things happen. I think you you need to go through failures. You need to go through mistakes. Um, because these things will make you stronger and will make you learn faster. Correct. And I do believe, like, if you're just like on top the whole time and and you you never struggle, you never have any challenges. At some point, you're, you're not going to reach the maximum potential of yourself. So. Um, Correct. And, and a lot of people are scared of that, uh, scared of, of failure. And I see it many times with my friends with exams and you know, like also like stressing out and think that's something in sport which is great it, teach, it teaches you how to, to deal with this because mm. stress is something you create on your own and it, it's just a matter of dealing with it and, and how you, your mindset is um, so uh, no I think is a, sport in general is, uh, brings you a lot, of, uh, a lot of things I read something recently that stress is a problem that's not being addressed or solved yeah that's it. Yeah. So if you address it or solve it, it's not stressful yeah. anymore. My last question. Uh, Pierre in one word. Competitive. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> After hearing him today. Thank you. Yeah, no problem. Thank you. Thanks. Thanks.